with Michelle Cummins, who is our local realtor rock star, and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Curtis. So I have to say, okay, how did, okay, this is the morning after. The morning after what? Oh, boy. Uh, After my birthday. (laughs) Yes. And I hope you celebrated it fine. You know what? We actually uh, we, we had to go to my uh, my kids' hockey game. Cody had a hockey game at uh, the Killarney Community Center in Vancouver. So I uh, spent my birthday in a cold rink. <gasps> I mean, come on! You could wear your your snow hat or your you know scarf. What do you? The snow hat's called a toque. Yeah, there you go. You see, you're 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 you're, you're climatizing after twenty odd years. You're becoming a Canadian. You've got the word down. That is like my favorite Canadian word is toque. After twenty three years, okay. So, I've, okay, did you have cake though? Uh, I did have some cake and some dessert, uh, things like that. Yeah, we the, the kids took you know made, they made sure to take care of their dad. You still eat cake? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, I'm going to have to have some cake or, you know, normally we try to go for the ice cream cake, but uh, we didn't have time for that this year. Oh, a homemade ice cream cake is amazing. I've never had it, but I know it's amazing. I've heard the same thing, although I don't think I've ever had it either. (laughs) Maybe next year. Is next year your big, "Mm, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, let's just leave that one alone. Uh, You know, uh, you know, because, you know, me and your and your uh, your your better half. I mean, oh, no, you're the better half. Sorry, your other half. (laughs) Richard and me are the same age, and we just don't want to talk about our age anymore. Well, I have plans for my special day, but you know what? I'll always be younger than both of you. Yeah, we got a year on you, so you'll always have that going for you for sure. (laughs) You know what? Talking about celebrations, a really good friend of mine and my listing and transaction coordinator uh, assisted, actually, she just got engaged last week. Oh, wow. Yes, so I wanted to say congratulations to Debbie and Mike on their engagement. Absolutely. Uh, Congratulations. You've ruined yours and somebody else's life. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, hey, if if you and Kelly can last as long as you both have, and and I and Richard has lasted over 23 years. Yeah, we're coming up to 22 this year, so yeah. See, there's love. There's love out there. you got to choose love, not hate. Exactly. I completely agree. So any plans for the family day long weekend? Um, well, we will have a uh, tomorrow night. We'll go have a uh, little, uh, my, my, my wife's sister also just had her birthday. But we've all been so busy and going in a million different directions, we haven't had a chance to get together. So I think we're going to do a, a little double up family birthday at the in-laws uh, uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, you know, we'll have that going for us. And, uh, you know, whatever else. I mean, I'm still only a couple weeks removed from having my surgery. So I'm... You know, not allowed to carry anything too heavy or move anything too much. I still am like, I got a, t- a 10 pound weight limit, so I can't do a lot. Do you listen to that advice? Yeah, I already made that mistake. I picked up a bag of potatoes, not thinking about a week and a half after my surgery. And I was like, oh, that kind of hurt a little bit. I don't think I did any damage because I'm fine now, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all oh, right, that's kind of, that was like a 20 pound bag. That's twice what I'm supposed to be carrying. Ouch. As soon as you start thinking you're feeling better, just no, no. Just say no. That's right. I got I got another week and a half or so to go before I can start, you know, worrying about lifting anything. Plus, it's been great. I've been able to make the kids do stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're not paying them for it, though, right? I'm not paying them for it. They're all teenagers. They, they, they don't pay rent. They don't pay for anything around the house. They don't pay for their phone bills. Exactly. They do it because they love you. Exactly. <laughs> 
So um, I am going to, well, unfortunately, I, I'm going to not be able to spend family day long weekend with my family. However, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to relax and I'm going to read my new Magnolia Journal magazine that just came in the mail. I just picked up ye- yesterday. Oh, very nice. Very excited about that. Well, you know, Monday's supposed to be nice. Have you got insurance on your bike yet? No, I actually have storage insurance until March, and I was going to, but I think I'm going to renew early. But I'm looking at the future forecast, and it looks like starting like February 28th, like March 1st, it's going to be sunny, sunny. So, Yeah, it's looking like we may have a little bit of a cold snap coming up like next week, and then after that looks like the uh, sun's coming out and it's going to warm up a bit. So, yeah, give it another week, then you can get the bike out in the road. That's what I'm thinking, because when I, when I start, I'm not going to want to stop. Exactly. Every day, write it. I'm going to write it to listing appointments. I'm going to write it everywhere. I don't care if I have to go to a special event and wear a, a, a ball gown. I'm going to ride my bike. <laughs> You're going to have to add a sidecar to that thing just to hold all your stuff. Yeah. Oh, I have to say on YouTube, we had a comment on one of our, 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 our posts, our videos of the show. And <laughs> he's like... Um, stop talking so much. I'm like, it's a talk show. <laughs> Is that the funniest comment? Yeah, you know, you're talking too much. Um, okay. We'll just, okay, do we have to give everybody a moment of silence now and then just to kind of catch up to us? Is that what we have to do? Or Yeah. Oh, that made me laugh. I knew it would make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, tell you what, every four or five minutes, I'll ring a little bell. And then from there, oh, here, you know, I got one right here. I'll do that, and we'll just pause for 30 seconds. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, so um, our first uh, segment here, we're going to talk about, oh, we'll get into it right away. Canadian inflation. Oh, my gosh. It's the talk of uh, the, I'd like to say world, but it's the talk of uh, our Canadian government right now, and and everyone's talking about the inflation that's happening. And then our second segment, we're going to actually talk about something that everyone's thinking about selling right now because it's been a crazy seller's market, and it's like we're on the top of the mountain right now. So is it time to sell? How many can you sell your investment properties to buy a new home? Uh, because in some cases, some people have to because prices are so high and they need a home. And in order to afford it, maybe they have to sell more than one of their investment properties. So that's our second segment. So without further ado, this article I'm going to read um, from is from the, is Better Dwelling. I like Better Dwelling. Um, there's a few uh, you know specific places I really like going for really good information because I know that they really look into their um, uh, their their posts and, and, and stats and everything. So this one is headlined. Canadian inflation pressure is broadening across categories as it hits three-decade high. So Canadian inflation, didn't hear your trans, transitory call apparently. It's widening to other categories. So Statistics Canada data shows the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, soared in January. The annual growth rate reached 5.1% for the month, advancing from 4.8% a month before. Canada's inflation hasn't grown this fast since September of 1991, three decades ago. To make things worse, high inflation is being felt across categories, making it harder to slow down. Canadian inflation is spreading to more categories. A new BMO analysis 
Can I talk? I believe the word you're looking for is analytics. You're closer than me. Looks <laughs> <laughs> at how wide the impact of inflation has become. Only a few weeks ago, people were under the impression inflation was temporary. Few believe that now. Not that you need another way to look at inflation, along with a host of measures used by the Bank of Canada, but here's one that highlights how widespread price pressures have become, wrote BMO senior economist Robert Kavkik. He looked at 18 categories of CPI and found most are much higher than target. Of the 18 major CPI categories, 83% thought annual inflation rates above the 2% mark in January. That's the highest share in 30 years, he says. Canada has seen four in five inflation components rise above target. For those unaware, the BOC, the BOC, annual growth target for CPI is only 2% and has been for some time. The goal is to keep it around that mark. But four in five CPI subcomponents are growing faster. It's also worth noting that almost two-thirds of categories are above the 3% mark he called out. So the 2% annual growth rate is already an issue in breach. Above 3%, the CPI component has breached the upper tolerance band. While the bulk is unlikely to mention it out loud, this has had the nervous above their call. All Canadian provinces have seen over 4% growth. I can go on and on about this, but just have a look, do some research yourself, and realize where we are at, and just prepare yourself. And as long as you prepare yourself for what you know is ahead of you, by the stats in front of you, you will be okay, because you will be able to make wise decisions moving forward. So I suggest you do that and be prepared. So the box has vocally reinforced its belief that high prices are transitory. Governor Macklin even reiterated he sees supply chains being behind high prices. It's not a popular opinion these days. The U.S. Federal Reserve has openly said it's time to kill the use of the word transitory. Instead, they've begun referring to the recent surge as an inflation shock. Transitory inflation resolves on its own, but an inflationary shock requires policy changes. BMO also appears to be skeptical of the idea that inflation is transitory. All of this to say that inflation pressures widespread across categories and regions, not driven by any particular special factor that will just go away. So that's what Kavkik ends his note by saying. So, just be prepared. And that is the end of our first segment. Well, you know, you don't have to look far to see inflation. You just have to go to the gas pump. And I'm sure glad I don't drive anything with a Hemi in it or anything. You know what? I have about 10 kilometers left on my tank, and I'm almost refusing to fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason you might want to break that motorbike out. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's uh, some food for thought for sure. We'll uh, take a quick break here. We'll come back with segment number two. If people want more information, uh, where can they go? MichelleCummins.ca. We're back with more right after this.
two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show, and Michelle is currently trying to calculate how to get more than 18 kilometers out of her gas tank when that's all it's showing. Uh, you keep working on it. See if you get your gas mileage up a little bit, Michelle. I'm going to have to run or jog or, you know, I'm going to get really healthy here real soon. <laughs> your car, you're, I find you're coasting a lot in neutral for some reason. I refuse to fill up at a a dollar seventy two. What? Like that's crazy. I. Uh, you know what? I was uh, I was thinking the other day. I remember when I was going to broadcast school back in nineteen ninety nine. So I, I know I sound like an old man now. We had a bit of a gas war in Vancouver for like six months, and gas in Vancouver was thirty nine nine. Oh my! In nineteen ninety nine, it was thirty nine nine, which I believe was about the same price when I was working in a gas station in like 1991-92. That it was like 39.9 back then. So, uh we're now a lot more expensive than that. That's almost like a rhyme, like that could be a country song. It could be. I used to pay gas at 30 what, what was that? 39.9. 39.9, yeah. 39.9. Well, tell you what, go talk to your your husband, give him a, a task to do and then tell you what, <laughs> I want a credit uh even though I've done nothing but bring up a gas price. That's right. We need a song about gas prices today. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's going to just push people, I think, to buy those electric cars at this rate. But this isn't a show about cars. This is not like top gear on the radio or something. Although that would be fun. <laughs> no, this is about real estate. And I know you had something else we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And if you have more than your primary residence, and you have investment properties, you might want to sell them, no, not for a new home, but maybe to just pay for your gas for your vehicle. That's right. <laughs> but our this segment here, we're going to talk about being all uh, serious here. Can you sell more than one investment property to buy a new home? And, you know, you would think, of course, the answer is yes. But it, it, there's more to it than just the answer yes. So <laughs> winning multiple investment properties is arguably the best possible way to create wealth. It truly is, because there's never a shortage of people looking for a place to live. It's a relatively safe investment, especially in our area of the Lower Mainland, Fraser Valley, and Greater Vancouver area. With real estate, it's usually possible to generate a positive or at least neutral cash flow. And since the value of properties almost always increases, you can be sure to turn a significant profit. When looking to upgrade your primary residence, selling off investments is a superb way to fund your purchase without incurring heavy debt. The question is, should you sell multiple properties to upgrade your family home? Well, maybe it's better to use the equity you've built and take out another mortgage. You wonder these things. Of course, you will talk with your financial advisor. You will talk with your mortgage broker. And you will talk with your realtor, namely Michelle Cummins. Um, Michelle from the As with any financial decision, both scenarios have advantages and disadvantages. You want to look at them both. If you take on more debt, you'll have to pay interest on the loan. Increased debt also raises your debt-to-income ratio, which may make it harder to obtain financing when you want in on a new investment opportunity. The advantage of selling multiple investments. Let's look at that because that could be key. When you sell your investments to buy a new primary residence, you may be able to afford a cash purchase. In the case of a bidding war, which we have been seeing for the last how many years? Oh, crazy. A cash offer is extremely attractive to sellers. Some developers may even offer a discount or other 
concessions on new build homes. However, selling a few of your investments gives you more than an influx of cash flow. You also have more free time to spend with your family doing the things you love. Fewer properties to manage means fewer headaches and more peace of mind. Trust me, I know. The downfalls of selling your investments. Let's look at those. The most immediate disadvantage is the loss of income that your investments generate. The more properties you sell, the more income streams you lose, not to mention the loss of generational wealth for your children and grandchildren. And let's not forget the dreaded capital gains tax. Investment properties aren't covered by the primary residence exception, which means you have to pay tax when you sell them. Even this has good news and bad news. The good news is that the government wants you to invest your earnings back into the economy. So only 50% of your gains are taxable. The bad news? You have to pay tax on the other 50%. I was just speaking to a client about this a few days ago. To make the math easy, let's say you bought an investment property for a million dollars. It has now doubled in value and you sell it for two million. You have just made a profit of one million. And at 50%, 500000 is now subject to that capital gains tax. This means adding 500000 to your income for the year, which can hurt come tax time. You have even more profit when you sell multiple properties and will get hit even harder. But take heart. <clears throat> there are several beneficial and legal ways to minimize the impact of the capital gains tax. Contribute to a tax-sheltered investment, like an RRSP, a TFSA, or a RESP. This is where you want to talk with your financial advisor and your accountant about the best ways for you to release that equity you need to either buy this new home and to move forward with the sales of maybe multiple investment properties. All three programs allow you to reinvest your proceeds without paying tax until you withdraw the funds. Offset your gains with tax loss harvesting. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. Okay. So I recommend consulting with a professional financial advisor, as I've said a few times now, but before you've got to do that before attempting this strategy. However, it may be worth looking at to avoid paying massive capital gains taxes. In a nutshell, you sell an investment that has decreased in value and then purchase a similar investment immediately afterwards. And uh, that is a special tax loss harvesting way of doing it. Uh, and capital gains reserves, that's another. If you've made a significant profit by selling an investment, you'll want to look into the capital gains reserve. How does it work? Well, instead of claiming an extra 500000 for the year, you can claim 100000 over the next five years because the Canadian tax rate increases with your income. Spreading your profit out will save you thousands of dollars in taxes. I got to tell you, Chris, my accountant just told me what I need to reserve right now, put aside to pay come tax time when, when my corporate taxes are due. And my eyes just doubled in width. Like, wow, are you serious? Okay. I'm glad I didn't buy another investment property I was just about to buy. <laughs> that is like, whoa, right? Your taxes could be a lot. So any way of saving it, you know, is, is gold. It's beautiful. So uh, another way is donate to a charity. 
you can you can decrease your tax amount by up to 20% when you donate to a registered charity. Make sure they're registered. You save money, and you also help a worthy cause. Talk about a win-win. I mean, who doesn't love win-win? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why act now? Well, the tax rate for capital gains is at 50% and has been for some time. However, there is nothing to stop the government from raising the tax rate, and they do it all the time. With the debt incurred from billions of dollars in COVID assistance programs, they are undoubtedly looking to find ways to recoup those funds. Raising capital gains is one way they could do it. They've done it before. In 1988, if you remember, no, you don't remember. We're young, even though our birthday, somebody's birthday was yesterday. (laughs) Gee, I wonder who that would be. (laughs) Curious Pope. (laughs) (laughs) The Canadian government raised the rate up to 75% back in 1988. Any profits from selling your property before this happens would still only get taxed at 50%. So selling off some of your investment properties might be the best way to fund your new dream home. But it isn't a decision to make lightly. It's always best to consult, like I mentioned, with your real estate agent uh, and experienced investment financial advisor before taking any action. So uh, there you have it. And I do have a great financial advisor. And we have had him on the show here before. If you need help with an accountant, I'm happy to refer you my accountant and all my service providers to help you know exactly what you should do before you make the decision to do something. So let's move on to my new listings because I have a brand new listing off Whitten Avenue this last week, and it is a really cool house. It's got views. It's in Mission, as mentioned, 8,000-square-foot lot. It's a two-story. It's got side RV tra- and trailer parking. Uh, its landscaped yard is really pretty. It was built in 1986, and it's got strong construction because they built them strong back then, two-by-six construction. And the house is uh, a little over 2,600 square feet. And then the announcement just yesterday, we released three of our nine Ledgeview Park row homes in the upscale East Abbotsford by the beautiful Ledgeview Trails and across and a few steps away from Ledgeview Golf and Country Club and right next to the Ledgeview Tree Farm. It's going to be fully finished. Estimated dates of completion is a year from now, so February or March of 2023. It's a two-story with a walkout basement. They're freehold homes, no strata. And the inside units are priced at $1.3 million, and the end units are priced at $1,350,000. And we only have nine in our first of two phases. So just hit the market yesterday, the first three units, and a few more. The rest will be hitting all next week. We're going to start looking at offers because they've been so popular. We're going to start looking at offers next Thursday by 4 p.m. So if you have a realtor, make sure they know. If you don't have a realtor, then just contact me at michellecummins.ca or 778-885-4659. might be easier just to Google Michelle Cummins Realtor, and I will help you out. And new listings coming up next week is one in Mission off Mallard Place. It's an amazing end of the cul-de-sac, half acre with private backyards, nicely renovated home with lots of parking, a little over 2,200 square feet, a split-level home, and it's suitable. It's got five bedrooms and three bathrooms, and it was built in 1981, but again, renovated nicely with an open concept. And then I have 
Samstone Drive in East Abbotsford coming up. This is a really beautiful, nice rancher home with a full walkout daylight basement that has a three-bedroom in-law suite. It's a family suite, so blended family. This beautiful home, it's completely private backyard, well-maintained, and again, renovated. So don't miss out on this over 12,000 square foot lot, and the home is over 3,600 square feet. And we're going to end our show this Saturday with a quote of the week, as we love to do. And the quote is, life's toughest storms prove the strength of our anchors. Yeah. Mm, like that one. And we shot. Very Not cool. Command- Although I, right now I'm still I'm still stuck on the fact that we talk too much, and I'm trying to figure out how we can do a talk show next week with less talk. Oh my goodness! Sometimes I talk, and you know we gotta we gotta work on that, Curtis. With less I'm, talk. Now I'm second guessing myself. I laughed earlier. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what, we'll work on that. That'll be our homework for next week. We'll figure out a way to talk less and get the same amount of information on. So we'll we'll work on that. Yeah, yeah, we got work to do. We do. All right. Well, if people want more information about you and what you do as a realtor, where can they go? MichelleCummins.ca. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.